We know more than we ever have about what it takes for optimal learning, and we're putting it into practice for children across Los Altos School District. I'm Sandra McGonigal, the Superintendent of Schools. And I'm Greg Drummond, Director of Teaching and Learning. Welcome to the LASD Experience. Well, hello, Gregory. Good afternoon. Mrs. McGonigal. It is, uh, we are on season two, episode two. Indeed. And we're going to kind of get back on a regular cadence for our season two podcast. Which our we're listeners really need us. About. Oh, they need us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a clear plan for the next mm-hmm. uh, many podcasts. So we're excited to get going. Well, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Uh, Sandra, there are two important things for you to know about me. Okay. I don't throw and I don't catch. I've, I've heard this before. And actually. you know why I don't? Tell me why. Nobody ever taught me to. Oh, I feel sad for you. Well, I understand, okay. but that's not really the point of my yes, story. that's not the point. Um, but as a child, not really knowing how to throw or catch kind of presented some problems, right? As yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> like I can imagine. PE and whatnot and yeah, all of the things. Recess time, uh-huh. all of it. Sure. Uh, I had a teacher that I think saw this in me. His name was Mr. Mullins. Mr. Mullins. Well, that's kind of true. It was Mr. Foster and Mr. Mullins kind okay. of together. I think they Both. formed a secret society where they were talking about me. How do we help thinking, Greg? How do we help Greg? <laughs> yeah. So they decided to make me the kickball commissioner. Oh and it was either fifth or sixth yeah, grade. I was going to ask what grade. And I had no responsibility for uh, throwing, catching, catching, hitting, or kicking. <laughs> There's no hitting in kickball, None. by the way. <laughs> it's just kicking. I still don't know. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. Good. Uh, anyway, they made me the kickball commissioner, and it was mm. the perfect job for me I because I could that. be a part of the work, a part of doing it, yeah. but I didn't have to do anything except for be on the sidelines, learn the rules, blow the whistle, and then I got to like keep score, and I had this whole scoreboard that I kept track of who was winning, the teams, and yeah, you were like the director of, of kickball. I was the I director it. of kickball. It was a direct path to where you are today, Gregory. <laughs> exactly. I was meant for it. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're gonna start a if we ever start a kickball league, uh, right, I'm your guy. I'm the one. The point, though, my point in telling the story, though, is that um, I think we all have an educator in our lives who saw us really clearly and did something to help us become better in some way. Mm. And if we don't, we probably can think back to when that would have been so really helpful. helpful. Yep. Really worthwhile in shaping who we become. And um, this is a theme that came up in our professional development with teachers this summer. Absolutely. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about well, that. Yeah. So um, we've brought all of our teachers at this point. Many attended during summer, but those who weren't able to attend have joined us. And um, we've really been talking about our own stories and what our educational experience was like. And did we have a teacher or teachers in our lives that helped shaped us to be who we are today and identifying when would it have been a great time Mm -hmm. uh, with the big idea coming from that is remembering right now the kids who are in our classrooms, their stories are being written as we speak. Mm -hmm. And it's so empowering to think that that power is in your hands to be the teacher you wish you had or to be the teacher that you did have for the kids that are with us right now. Teachers truly have 
an incredible amount of influence or the potential for an incredible amount of influence Absolutely. in kids' lives. Um, and it's why we do things like getting to know kids and building trusting relationships with them so that we can be people who they want to influence their lives. Most definitely. I think of, so um, probably most of our, you know, 35 listeners out there can, can think of a teacher who had that positive or negative impact on their life. I think um, as a parent, you know, uh, my husband has been really funny as being like an educator parent. He oftentimes does the school interaction because, you know, mm. I know too much mm-hmm. kind of thing. Sure. Uh, but I, I've seen that power for my own kids in the positive and the negative way. And um, to know that you can make a difference is really cool. Mm. There's some science behind all of this. Oh, yeah. We've, I don't know if we've talked on the podcast before about the science of learning development that kind of is in the background behind our, uh, our LASD wheel. learning experience, yep. the wheel. Um, two really important principles that are kind of launch us are that um, there's this balance between nature and nurture that, that helps us develop into who we are. And you can think about your life and know that this is very true. Absolutely. Right? It creates both um, a real opportunity for educators and also a real challenge for educators and families, right? Sure. Um, that that um, we can actually, through the experiences we give kids, help them to develop into full people. Correct. Well, when I think about, you know, the... The idea that me as an educator, you as an educator, typically educators as a profession, when we say all the time we believe all students can learn at high levels, I think that is so specifically connected and the science tells us that is true, regardless of the nature or nurture experience, we can have um, influence on the outcomes for each and every student. Mm. And when schools organize that way, when they organize for Correct. relationships that are trusting that lead to rich learning experiences for kids, yes. kids do achieve those outcomes. Absolutely. Which we'll get into the outcomes at a yes, later date. I'm will. certain of that. <laughs> Without um, a doubt. So there's another idea around here, which is malleability. Hmm. Um, and you kind of got it, got out a little bit. Our brains are plastic, yeah. right? That no matter what your developmental starting point is, you can learn and thrive. Absolutely. It's the way humans are wired. Mm. All of this together, I believe, creates a very hopeful message for what we do for students in LASD. Yeah, bringing it all together in this way as we've been learning about the science of learning and development, the, uh, the wheel as like a... North Star in some ways for how we want to work together, it has become very hopeful. And when I walk around our schools and talk with families, um, it's it's incredible. It's just a different way of thinking about the work that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. But this idea of hope is fantastic. You have a definition for hope that I you do. are falling in love with. Well, I am falling in love with it because um, sometimes hope can feel... Uh, a little fluffy, right? like, oh, I hope we can do that. But mm-hmm. no, when we are talking about hope, that we want children to have hope and to see whether or not they have hope, we're talking about do they have goals for themselves? 
Do they have a sense of agency that there are things within their own control if and decision-making? If I act, I'm going to have impact mm-hmm. and I can learn. And then with those things in mind, is there a way for me to see a positive future? Do I see a pathway for my own future? Mm. And so when we can, can, when we can instill hope and think about instilling hope in each and every child... That is our definition. Mm, I love that. And, you know, I'm so selfish. I was thinking about, as you were saying that, do I have hope? (laughs) (laughs) I think I do. I think you absolutely Uh have hope. Honestly, I feel like I've never been more hopeful Mm. because the steps, like we have clear goals. I feel like, and I believe that our teachers feel like they have agency Mm -hmm. and have been empowered to do the very same for our kids. It's been such a lovely start to our school year. And I think it's this reason. Yeah. Uh, There is hope in the air in LASD. Absolutely. That's such a nice way to kind of end our story today. I would also encourage our listeners to think about their own story. Mm. And uh, this idea that our kids' stories are in, we're right in the middle of of what they believe about school, what they believe about themselves. You have one of my favorite lines that we are who we think others believe we are. Something like that. Something like that. You always say it much more compelling than I do. But how do we really ensure that all kids, when they leave our system and throughout our system, feel hopeful for themselves? Mm -hmm. It's so great. And I think at a future date, we'll talk about how we're actually measuring this because we're not just hoping for hope. We're actually going to be measuring it. It is incredibly exciting. Yeah. Thanks for listening today, folks. See you next time. See you next time.